to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found right here on Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. What's up, guys? Before we get into the excellent music we have lined up for your listening pleasure today, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a Lazy Boy. However, Gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to TechniSportUSA.com and use the offer code LDG, which stands for Level Down Games. Offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box and all of our videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got TechniSport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC, and Razer. Thanks in advance for all of the support. Last but not least, if you don't currently subscribe to our YouTube channel or other podcasts, we got a lot of great content you may be interested in. Simply search Level Down Games on any podcast app of your choice to see a list of our shows, including Max Level, BG Mania, Glow, and Revisiting the Classics. We also have a YouTube channel that sees at least one new video uploaded to it daily, and again, that can be found by searching for Level Down Games on YouTube. We'd love to see you around more often in our community, and we'd also love to hear from you too. If you want to contact the show, feel free to send an email to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. We're always looking for additional requests for upcoming episodes, including Radio Hour and our themed weeks. You can also send us general questions or thoughts related to video games or gaming music, or even personal questions related to myself and Frank. All requests will eventually make it into the show, and any good questions will be discussed on the air. On top of this, a cool thing we've started to do. If you sub to us on YouTube, follow us over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames and leave us a review on iTunes. We will send you one or two crappy Steam games from our ever-growing library of crappy Steam games. Here's the thing about Frank and myself. We like bad games. We want to start sharing our love of bad games with you. So if you sub to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch and leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know through Twitter or bgmania at leveldowngames.com and we will send you one, two, or maybe even more crappy Steam games. All right, man, it's time for more Zelda. One of our favorite franchises of all time. It's time for more Zelda. We are doing part five for the Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda series today, and we're going to be taking a look at seven tracks from Minish Cap, seven tracks from Phantom Hourglass, and seven tracks from Spirit Tracks. Ooh. Just wait, man. Spirit Tracks has some good music lined up for later in the episode. I actually think I Spirit do, Tracks... I has the strongest soundtrack out of these three games. But I do love these games. I love that, that, that Zelda guy. He's such an awesome character. The, the Zelda guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's great. <laughs> he's so he's so good. Um, no, obviously, we, we you, you know that, obviously, you know, you're just playing around. You don't want people yeah, to think yeah, you're I, dumb. You don't want people to think you're dumb. I know, I know the chick's they name is Lingle. Do. Come on now. They already do. You don't want people to think you're dumb. I know the chick's name is Lingle. Don't you worry. <laughs> But uh, the opening track you heard there is from the first game we're going to be taking a look at today, which is The Legend of Zelda The the Minish Cap. It's Vati's theme. And a little bit of information about The Minish Cap before we start 
discussing the music for the rest of the tracks that we're going to listen to. The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap was released on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, it also obviously is playable on the 3DS because it's a Game Boy Advance cartridge, but you can also get it on the Wii U through the Virtual Console, the GBA Virtual Console. Uh, it released originally here in North America on January 10th, 2005. I remember this distinctly because I actually bought this game in Las Vegas at the Boulevard Mall right there on Maryland Parkway before I moved to Las Vegas originally. I was actually out there visiting at the time and I got this as a birthday gift out there. So a little fun to do. I bought this game in Ohio. Did you really? <laughs> I did. In uh, at the Southern Park Mall in Boardman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was visiting family for an event, yeah. and I actually remember picking this game up and uh, hearing from the, someone else who was with me, like, "Why did you stop to buy a video game?" And I'm like, "What kind of question is that?" Yeah. Like, it's, it's Zelda. <laughs> Um, so what's cool about the Minish Cap is that if you remember a game or a two two games that we actually listened to music here before on BG Mania, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons were developed by Capcom. The Minish Cap was also developed by Capcom, but it was also developed by Flagship as well. It was still published by Nintendo, but this is another Capcom Legend of Zelda game. And it's really, really, really good. I really like this one. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. Everything that we're going to be listening to, to to today from the Minish Cap was composed by Mitsuhiko Takano. So he did some good stuff with the Minish Cap. There, there's quite a few tracks that I wanted to play on the episode today, but we had to break it down to seven. Um, wh what's really cool about the Minish Cap, though, here, a little line of note before we get into it. Obviously, I know you're typically the mm -hmm. line of note guy, mm -hmm. but uh, this is not a line of note about the game in general, but more about other media outlets. It was named the 20th best Game Boy Advance game in an IGN feature and was selected as the 2005 Game Boy Advance game of the year by GameSpot. So both IGN and GameSpot think very highly of The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap as well. I still so, have my copy. <laughs> I still have my copy as well. And I've actually, it's been a while since I've played it, but I have played through this game more than once. I really like this game. You know, if they were ever doing a 3D remake of this game, I even buy the 3DS, it. in a heartbeat. I would almost, I would love a full remake of this game. Like, not not just 3DS, like on the Switch or whatever comes next. Like, I would like this to get the full, the full treatment, the full HD remake treatment that they give. Obviously, you know, like we saw with um, Ocarina of Time on the 3DS and the, with the 3D or Majora's Mask or even something like what we saw with Wind Waker on the Wii U or Twilight Princess on the Wii U or what I'm sure we're going to see with Skyward Sword on the Nintendo Switch. Because I bet you Skyward Sword is next for a remake. Um, or an HD so remaster. It's, it's overdue, guys. It's, the, it's one of the best of all time. That's a very, very debatable topic. <laughs> Just look at our comments on that video, man. Oh, Just I look know. at our comments on that video. Before we move to the next one, yeah. let's, hit, let's hit you with the first official liner note. Okay, the first official. Mine was unofficial, obviously. Brian's, oh, Brian, Brian Brains Busters are always unofficial. I tanked him it all the way. Uh, so, Vadi's laugh okay. is actually just a shortened version of the Happy Mask Salesman's laugh. You love mask. these mask liner notes, or I'm sorry, you know laugh, that. laugh, not liner notes. Laugh, I, I, you, liner you know, notes is hard to say. Laugh, liner note. Yes, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's uh, here's another one. Wait, wait, wait till I work our Portal Two references to this episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a shortened version of Happy Mass Salesman, which is pretty cool. That's crazy. Uh, apparently, it's, according to some people that listen to the Globe podcast, my laugh is just a rendition of Ted DiBiase's laugh. <laughs> I saw, I okay. saw, I saw comments out there on on Twitter about that. 
I don't know why. Yeah. yeah, you can hear it a little bit. You can hear it a little bit. I don't go. I don't get. I don't. I don't go. I don't do it as fast. <laughs> Something like that. Money, money, money. Anyway. Um, so what do you got for me next? Let's listen. Uh, what do you need to tantalize us with? To track number two from the Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap. This one is Minish Village. <laughs> Minish Village from The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. Nice little tune there, obviously, when you get to the Minish Village for the first time and it pops in. <laughs> a little tune. I little, see what you did you there. see what I did there? It was a nice pun, wasn't it? Nice little tune. Because, obviously, when you get to the Minish Village, you are miniature. <laughs> a wee bit tiny. A wee bit But when I first got here, like, when I, when I booted up the Minish Cap, I wasn't expecting what happened in this game. Like, obviously, I didn't think that I was going to be shrunk down to the size of, like, a mouse to these miniature creatures and, you know, like, explore the things, the type of things that you only see in, like, cartoons and movies. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, being able to, like, walk underneath a leaf or see what's underneath these flowers. And you can actually see that in the game. Like, the game lets you, like, in these areas when you're smaller, you can actually see those weird things. Like, you know, all the, this, all this stuff around me, it's just grass. But, like, it's towering above you. It's super cool. <laughs> it's an entire dungeon, and it's this big. Yeah, it's, cool. it's super cool. It's big. It's, this is audio podcast. Well, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like on the, it's like on the back of a cracker or something like that. Yeah. Like, it, it's super cool. Like, I, I, that's what I freaking like about the Minish Cap. I think it's a really, really innovative take on a Legend of Zelda experience. I like it. And, uh, you know, it was cool. Uh, the first dungeon, there was a character, uh, a, an enemy called the Puffstool. Mm-hmm. The little red mushroom guy. He's actually a reference to a Pikmin enemy called the Puffstool. Yeah. So, and, and this is not the only time we're going to see cameos from other characters in this game. Okay. So, so stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned indeed. Stay tuned indeed. Um, and speaking of staying tuned, let's go ahead and move to track number three. Because it goes hand in hand with Minish Village. So track number three today from the Legend of Zelda the Minish Cap. This is, is, <laughs> this is, yeah, Minish. I, I know, I know, I kind of just rolled together. This is 
Minish Woods. Minish Woods from The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. So again, like I said, it goes hand in hand with Minish Village there. I like that tune. It's a nice tune. It's very catchy. Do you think it sounds like that? No. I was going to say, I don't, I, don't, I don't hear that. I don't hear the... I don't hear that. from from Obviously from Mario, I don't hear that. Um, I'll tie everything together. Yeah, no, that would have that would have that would have been cool if it was a throwback to that, but I definitely don't hear that. Um, but I just like the melody here that they're presenting, and I think, like I said, I think it's very catchy. And when I listened to the soundtrack for in preparation of this episode, um, this was one of the ones that stood out to me most, just because of this melody is very very catchy, and I do remember this distinctly from the game. I did so. Um, fortunately, I don't have a liner note for the woods. Okay. Um. But I do have a cool little cameo that I mentioned that I was going to mention here about this game. Okay, what's your cameo? In one of the dungeons, uh, the enemy Bobombs from Mario <laughs> make their way into the game. Nice. So the so, so the so the little Bobomb guys. Yes. So they're, they're bombs as regular enemies, which is pretty cool to see the universes collide and they all mm -hmm. exist on the same planet. They do. Planet Planet Nintendo. Yeah, what a great game. Captain N? Captain N. <laughs> <laughs> Captain N, indeed. I, for, I, actually, <laughs> I actually forgot that the Bob-Oms are in this game. I forgot about that. It's, it's cool. Like, you know, these, these little things just to tie the world together. I always appreciate that. Just like uh, in Mario RPG, we, when Link is sleeping at the end, like just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mario, you walk into the end, you can see Link in there in the bed sleeping. But there's also a picture of um, Samus on the wall, is there not? Yes. Yeah. 
So they obviously and, uh, it's called uh, Ocarina of Time. It has pictures of like Mario, Luigi, and Yoshi, and like on the walls. Too, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, in the, in the castle. Yep, yep. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, let's take a look at the next track from the Minish Cap. This one is Cloud Tops. <laughs> Cloud Tops from The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. I like this one a lot just because obviously it's a rendition of the traditional Legend of Zelda music. You hear it in there. You can hear it in the Cloud Tops song. And it's basically, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a special take on the tried and true Legend of Zelda song. And I like that about this. I do. I think every game has to do it. Yeah, of course, of course. The only one did Breath of the Wild do it. I'm sure it was in there somewhere. I can't think of it. If not, I will crush them. I don't know that they did. If they did, it was very subtle. That was kind of hard to tell. I can't wait till we get to the Breath of the Wild episode because I really do want to explore that soundtrack further. Um, but again, it's, that's in August. <laughs> but no, we'll uh, yeah, we'll get there. Obviously, this 2018 is already flying by, dude. It's April already. It's April already. So it's crazy to think that we're, we're Q2. already we're Q2 Q2 Thunderdome just posted on the Max Level podcast this past Monday. Go check it out on our YouTube channel if it's still up. Hope to God it still is, or on iTunes and Google Play if it's not still up. <laughs> yeah, Max Max Level seems to be the uh, the most hated podcast on YouTube by YouTube people. Apparently, who knows? I'll it's find a way to make it even more hated. It's because yeah, it, of you. It's because of you. So, what, do you, what do you got for Cloud Tops? There's actually an unused animation in the game for a fully animated mailbox, very akin to the mailboxes from like Wind Waker. Oh, okay. So, so the game was going to try to tie in that dynamic, but it didn't make it into the final cut, unfortunately. That sucks. 
that so, sucks. So that would cool. Uh, would cool to see, especially if you can like, make yourself really minish and jump into there and yeah. yell yourself something into it. Man. Ooh, that'd have been sweet. That'd have been a cool, like, cool, very cool mechanic in the game if they would have done that. That'd have been cool. Your, your fast travel, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you just travel through through the postal service. That'd yeah. be cool. That'd have been super cool. <laughs> Handle with care. Yeah. Well, if they stamp it, you might get smashed. <laughs> well, in fact, was this, was this, does this game actually have the closing of the DS? No, it was a Game Boy Advance game. Now. Yeah, so it was a Game Boy Advance game. But can you imagine if this, if it, obviously when you play this game on the 3DS, because remember when you play um, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons on a Game Boy Advance, you got like an extra shop or something. Can you imagine if you played the Minish Cap on a 3DS, if you closed the 3DS and like Link would get smashed or something like that? That'd have been Very a nice cool. touch. That'd have been a nice touch. Um, let's go ahead and move to the next track, track number five from The Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap. This one here is Dark Hyrule Castle. <laughs> And that was Dark Hyrule Castle from The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. Okay. I have the strangest correction right now. <laughs> so obviously that is a nice little revise of the the music you first hear when you start up. Past. Yeah, like to the past when you first go into the castle and like the sewers and stuff and you hear that song. Yeah. It's basically a, a revision of that track and it's really cool. It's a nice reprise. It's really, really cool. Uh, I, this so far has been my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, it's touching me right here in, in the, the place where I feel love. Is that the heart? Because they can't see yeah, I that. One, I don't know if I have one of those. Okay. Um, <laughs> so how about, how about a weird letter note? Okay. So in, in the code of this game, there was an unused sprite of a man wearing underpants, okay. a cape, and a crown. Okay. And, uh, so... People are theorizing these are kind of underpants. No, I happen to think that it is famed YouTube celebrity, Alfred Carroll. You think it's Alfred Carroll? I think it's him. You think they knew about Alfred Carroll before we did? You think they knew about him before we signed him? It's like The Simpsons. They did it before us. Hmm. Does Alfred Carroll just walk around wearing underwear? 
You happen to know that as 100% a fact, though. But I don't he live with not, him. He does not wear pants. But I don't, I don't live with him. You do. I don't. He, he moved out a while ago. Did he move out? Yeah. Oh. But he uses my studio every once in a while. I was going to see if he wanted to make a special appearance because you're calling him out. But he's not no, there. Let's not, let's not do that. Okay? He's not there. I heard if you click your heel. I heard if you click your heels three times, he'll just appear. No, if you click your heels three times, you'll wake him up and he'll come and hit me. <laughs> but if he doesn't live there, is he like Brian, a, is, is he like a Brian, genie? Brian, don't, don't, don't try to apply logic to this kind of crazy. Is he like a genie or something? I don't know. This is all in Ooh. your head. This is all in your head. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the ocarina. Uh, of Wind's tune uh -huh. is the same as the warp whistle from Super Mario Bros. 3 and the recorder from the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah, they're all the same. Yep. That's pretty neat. Yeah, they, I love I love how they always continuously go back and like pay homage to that kind of stuff and just say, hey, you know, this is where it came from. It's cool. It's really cool. Let's go ahead and take a look at the next track. We got two tracks left in the Minish Cap, so we'll go ahead and take a look at the next one. This one here is called Temple of Droplets. And that was Temple of Droplets from The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. I like that one too. Two great tracks back to back. You're knocking it out of the park today, Brian. Always do, man. Remember when we played A Way Out and I hit that home run further than you? But no, man, this this just another great dungeon theme from this game. I love this one here. I love this one here. I actually do remember this uh, the, the Temple of Droplets too. Yeah. It's cool because obviously, obviously the Temple of Droplets, it's just like normal rain, but it's yeah. so cool. It's so cool. So, 
a much better water temple than the ill-famed water temple. I don't have as much hate for the water temple as some people do. Brian, don't find a soft spot for the devil, okay? I did not mind the water temple as much as some people did. Hashtag Brian's wrong. Okay, let's no. <laughs> I think we need a great, in the next Breath of the Wild 2, we need a great revamp of the ill-famed water temple. We need a, we need a basically water temple version 2. Water Temple V2. No. Fine, fine. No, Water Temple V2. Okay. Let's, just, let's just destroy it with fire. Steam Temple. <laughs> there was a Steam Temple in Breath of the Wild, kinda. Everything was pretty much Steam. Yeah, everything was pretty much Steam. But, let's, let's hit you with a little something-something here. Okay. So in the opening cutscene of the game, okay. the story tells of a tiny pickery appearing from the sky. Is that how you say it? Pickery? Yes. I always said Picori. Okay. But I don't know which one's right. I've always said Picori. I don't know which way is right. I always say Picori. I don't know. I'm a tiny Picori Picori. I'm pure from the sky. (laughs) You're probably right. You're probably right. Bringing the hero of men a sword and a golden light. Now, according to the official Legend of Zelda timeline, Mm -hmm. the Minish Cap is the second game chronologically taking place after the events of Skyward Sword. So they will suggest that this Pickery is the incarnation of Link from Skyward Sword who brought the Master Sword down from Skyloft. Is it? So, and they're saying that the person brandishing the sword in the mural um, appears to be some incarnation of Link. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty cool to see that this is actually the official canonical second timeline Zelda. After the best Zelda of all time. So the official pronunciation here, uh, P-I-K-O-R-E-E. That's Pickery, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, you were right. Well. It's... Or is it? Because it could be Pick or E, which would make me right. We'll just call them little people. <laughs> Let us know. I think it's Picori. Pickery Dickery Doc. Yeah, I think it's Picori. Okay. I was right, maybe, according to this. But we got one track left from the Minish Cap before I celebrate my victory. And this track is called Peace Returns.
And that was Peace Returns from The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. I felt this was a nice way to close off The Minish Cap. Um, what it probably it capped what, it off there, huh? Yeah, capping, capping off The Minish Cap. I definitely think this is one of the more beautiful pieces of music to be found within the Minish Cap soundtrack. And uh, obviously, you know, we, we, we've heard this tune before. We've heard this track so many times in Zelda games before. But I feel like this, this you know, the Minish Cap does it really well. And uh, do you agree? Best handheld Zelda game? Hmm. How many handheld Zelda games have we had? So we had Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, Link's Awakening DS... Or DX, not DS, but Link's Awakening slash the DX version. Yeah, we're not gonna um, count. We're not gonna count Link to the Past in that because that's just not no, fair. No, no, no. I'm I'm counting just 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 games that are debuted on handheld. Um, the Legend is out of the Minish Cap, um, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks. Is there any others that I'm missing? Yeah, uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh, Link Between Worlds. Okay. Um, up and I know. And Triforce Heroes. Which, no, which is not going to crack anyone's top or, list. Or um, Four Swords would also count. Four Swords would also count. Also not making anyone's lists. But I think up until up until recent memory, I would have said yes. Best Zelda handheld. But I think that has to go to Link Between Worlds now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think Between Worlds would be... I'm pretty tight between the two of them, to be honest. A Link Between Worlds would be number one for me, followed by the Minish Cap at number two, followed by... Ooh, I don't really know. I really don't know from there. Probably one of the, or probably either Oracle of Seasons or Oracle of Ages. It's okay. We, we, we know which one's worse, though. <laughs> well, Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass aren't as bad as you think they are, but they are they are near the bottom when it comes to comes to Zelda games. But I still enjoyed my time with them. Um, and speaking of, we're about to move into Phantom Hourglass, but did you want to say any final closing thoughts on The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap before we move on? Like you said before, love this game. Would love to see a re-release. Bring mm -hmm. this to the Switch store. Bring it to, you know, just put, put it up there now. You know, it's, it's pretty, this, this has a perfect home on the Switch. You know, it's yeah. a game we can play on the go. Agreed. Agreed. Or bring it to mobile. I'll play it on mobile. Sure, sure. Yeah, and just to let us hear those sweet, sweet tunes that Mitsuhiko Takano co uh, composed once again. Obviously, like I said, he, he knocked it out of the park with this soundtrack. Everything that was pretty much on, everything that you can find in the soundtrack is worth listening to. So I definitely implore everyone listening, go check out the rest of the soundtrack. Obviously, we only played seven tracks. There's a whole soundtrack out there for the Minish Cap that's worth listening to. As we always say, you may hear more in the future on future episodes of BG Mania because now that we've now that we've played, you know, now that we've actually officially done the game, we can officially play it in other episodes as well. But again, we never play the same track more than once. That is a rule here on the podcast. So as we'll much go ahead, as I try. As much as you try, as much as you try to always play the same tunes every single time. But we'll go ahead and move into The Legend of Zelda, The Phantom Hourglass. Before we start discussing that, let's take a listen to the first track. This one is called Set Sail for Adventure.
and that was set sail for adventure from the legend of zelda phantom hourglass phantom hourglass was developed and published by nintendo obviously this is something they did in house and it was composed by kenta nagata and toro minigishi and I know was, kenta. yeah 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 hideo itami no, 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 Brian. I, I know you started taking Path of Legends and go wrestling, but Kenta is uh, married to Shinobu Nagata, so they actually did Animal Crossing together. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's how I know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. yeah, Kenta Nagata. Yep. Uh, this was released here in North America on October 1st, 2007 for the Nintendo DS. Not 3DS. Nintendo DS. This was a DS game. In fact, if you remember, this game had a special island. It was uh, like DS Island. Yeah. Mm hmm. Which was pretty cool to see a whole island shape like the console that you're playing on. Yeah. So one of my biggest gripes with the Phantom Hourglass is that you pretty much controlled it with just the stylus and touchscreen, yeah. which is why I think Phantom Hourglass is worse is worse than Spirit Tracks. I actually like Spirit Tracks a lot more than Phantom Hourglass because Spirit Tracks let you actually control the you know, traditional way that you would play a Legend of Zelda game. Whereas in, in Phantom Hourglass, you had to control using the touchscreen and the stylus. And I didn't like that. It was a pain in the tuchus. Yeah. I, and if they ever release this game again, much how like with um, Skyward Sword, how I didn't like the whole one-to-one motion and how you had to use the Wiimote. And when they eventually bring it to the Switch, I'm hoping that they give you a, an actual control scheme where I can sit down and use my Pro Controller. If they ever re-release the Phantom Hourglass, I'm hoping they give it an actual control scheme as well that does not use a touchscreen and a stylus and then I may enjoy it more as well because I'll tell you right now uh, the Wind Waker is one of my favorite Zelda's of all time and the Phantom Hourglass should have been right up there with the Wind Waker because it deals with the same concept and it's very yeah. similar so it should have been just as good but the control scheme just killed it for me Linebeck's amazing in this game dude what you say? I said Linebeck is amazing in this game yes he, yes, he is yes, and we have is. some Linebeck tracks coming up a little later yes. so so all right. Well, before we get into any liner notes, we'll go ahead and move on because we obviously talked about how bad the game is. So that's that's the liner note for this track. The game is bad because <laughs> of the control scheme. It is so, so bad. Yeah. Um, so we'll move into the second track that we're going to hear for the Phantom Hourglass. This one is the pirate ship. Thank you. 
remembers the pirate ship from The Legend of Zelda, Phantom Hourglass. I like the pirate ship. I love Tetra, man. What, what, Tetra's what, what fun. Good, Tetra's fun. To the series. Tetra's fun. I love it. I, I love that, that they took a risk with that. Like, obviously, I don't want to dive into spoiler content, but most people know, most people know about Tetra. But in case you don't know, I'm not going to really kind of dive into spoiler content. But I love that Nintendo took a risk with the Tetra character, and I feel like it paid off tremendously. It paid off for that world for the world that was the wind waker for the world that was phantom hourglass for the world that became spirit tracks new hyrule and spirit tracks i i think obviously and these are the only three what's crazy i i did a weird hand movement that no one saw what's crazy <laughs> is that wind waker phantom hourglass and spirit tracks are the only three games in their respective timeline yeah you're right Right. Yeah, that's the that's like the new Hyrule timeline that we've not yet been back to, which is why everyone was thinking, like, is Breath of the Wild part of that timeline? But Breath of the Wild has not been officially placed yet. I want Nintendo to officially place that game so we know where it is, because there's literally references to every single past Zelda game in Breath of the Wild, which made a lot of people think that the three timelines converged back into one. I was going to say, probably a grand unifying theory that would come together. Yeah, that's like a lot of people were thinking that it was kind of combining everything back together. But I really like this idea of a new Hyrule. And I want, I would love to play a brand new, you know, console Zelda game set in new Hyrule. I think that's awesome. I love it. I, I really hope they explore that timeline again in the future. I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. The new Hyrule timeline. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's the new Hyrule timeline. So I, mean, pretty- I, know, I know I give this game a lot of flack, mm-hmm. but I actually did enjoy my time with Phantom Hourglass. I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's a good story plagued by terrible con- by by a terrible control system. That's what I. That's why I hate this game so much. The control system really really shot my you know my opinion of this game. It did because I mean, because the bad guy was actually pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah he was great. But um, let's go ahead and take a look at the next track from Phantom Hourglass. This one is called The King of the Oceans. Thank you. 
was the King of the Oceans from The Legend of Zelda, Phantom Hourglass, and fittingly enough, who's the King of the Oceans? Gollum! Yeah, the person you just mentioned. <laughs> so, very, very cool that you actually didn't even know that track was coming up next. That's because um, we're simpatico. Yeah, usually, usually, usually. Um, so, so one thing that I found, obviously, you know, there's not a whole lot of fun liner notes out there about the Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. But one thing that I did manage to find is that, did you know, this is the first game in the Zelda series that does not include any new tools. Every Zelda game previous one, previous up till the Phantom Hourglass included something new that was unique to that particular game. Phantom Hourglass used tools that you would, you were able to find in all the other previous Zelda games. So nothing unique is in this except for that crappy control system we keep mentioning every single time. <laughs> that was what was unique to this game is the control system being touchscreen and stylus. So, but yeah, you didn't actually get any new tools. Do you know what? I actually do have something I want to say about this game. Okay. It, 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 That's it positive? That's positive. It brought in a classic NES thing that, was, that, we, that we should have had in North America, but didn't. What's that? And that was you can defeat the Pole's voice in this game with the microphone. Oh, yes, you're right. That was, that was supposed to be a thing on the original NES game, but because the mic was the first the, thing that we the three, the DS was the first system we had here in North America that had the microphone. And, you know, that, that was originally uh, intended and it actually is in the Japanese version because they have a microphone, but we, yeah. you know, we didn't. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I thought, I thought, I thought it was neat that they actually managed to, to, to get that for us. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, let's take a look at our next track from Phantom Hourglass. This one is from a character. Character. This one is from a character that I mentioned earlier, Lineback, who I think is great in this game. So this is Lineback's theme. was Linebeck's theme from The Legend of Zelda, Phantom Hourglass. I love this tune, dude. Like I mentioned earlier, Linebeck, 
a great character from the Phantom Hourglass. Lineback is a great character from this game. And that's right up your alley right there. There's Jaunty Pirate Tune. That's uh, right up your the, alley there. Not, not the last we would see of the Lineback family either. No. No, we definitely uh, we definitely see some more some more lineback stuff in the future for sure. We'll definitely we'll definitely see some stuff. Will we see some stuff here? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. I think I, I I don't think I chose any of the lineback stuff because I did want to avoid some spoiler stuff too. You son of a. I I did I did av- I did purposely not pick some of the songs because the title like the track names actually were spoilers to some some events that happen later in the game. So I I did avoid some things just obviously for the sake of spoilers. Guys, the game's over 10 years old, so you can spoil. Well, you know, I, I do like to keep it, you know, keep it pretty, uh, keep it pretty spoiler-free here on the podcast. But, no, dude, ever, ever since, I mean, just like, like, his beard, his little two-piece mustache, and like, whenever, whenever you saw him on the cover, dude, I, I fell in love with that character when I saw, when I saw Lineback on the cover of Phantom Hourglass. Like, it's a you know really good-looking character. Did you know who else fell with, fell in love with Phantom Hourglass? Who's that? Australia. Okay. In fact, what happened Australia there? Game, Australia Game Magazine Hyper gave Phantom Hourglass a 97 out of 100. It's the highest score they've ever given to a handheld game. That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive. Adam Sessler from X-Play gave it a 4 out of 5. I probably impress that man. I probably more agree with Adam Sessler, just because I, I think the control system definitely definitely warrants a much, much lower score. And while this while the, like I said, while the world is great, while the um Characters are awesome. The story being told is awesome. Control scheme absolutely kills it. We say that in between every single song that we listen to today. The control scheme absolutely kills this game for me. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the next track from The Legend of Zelda The Phantom Hourglass. We got three left for The Phantom Hourglass. We got three left. So we're going to take a listen to Island Life. Island Life from The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. Another nice little tune there. Very, yeah, yeah. uh, very Animal Crossing-esque. I, it's exactly what I was going to say. You just took it out of my mouth. You still be forming the words Animal Crossing. I could tell. Well, remember, uh, remember, Kent, Kent and Nagata. So, and you have to... I, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, and remember the, um, the island in Animal Crossing. Uh, uh, like Happened to speak Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. The, the music's very similar. All right, so... Maybe, maybe this is done on purpose. You never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. Um, 
but no, this is a this is a great little tune here, and I, and I definitely like the uh, I definitely like the callback. So I definitely like the callback. I, I don't know that it was actually done on purpose. Like I don't know that this is actually a legit callback to Animal Crossing, but I do like you know Kenta Nagata what he did here with this. Um, so little little fun fact here I was able to find while we were listening to that one. Phantom Hourglass is the first 3D Zelda game to not include a playable instrument. So you you do not have a playable instrument in the Phantom Hourglass. Huh. But what's funny is Spirit Tracks brings it back because you have the Spirit Flute as a playable instrument in Spirit Tracks, which we'll be listening to here shortly. But yeah, Phantom Hourglass is the first 3D Zelda game to not include a playable instrument. I don't know if it's the last one. I don't know if it's the only one. But I do know that it was the first 3D Zelda game to not include a playable instrument. Did, um... Huh. Well, there were no instruments in Breath of the Wild, were there? Were there? For us? Because I know... Um, the... What was his name? The bird? Yeah, yeah, we weren't playing that. Uh, no, I know, but he had the accordion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of one. But, you know, I, I was just reading something here, and it kind of triggered in my head. And What's I, that? I know I, ha- I know I have this here somewhere, but uh, this game had one of those special bonuses where if you did, like, a My Nintendo survey... Okay. They, they actually... They sent you uh, a special stylus that looked like an old-fashioned quill pen. Oh, really? It was modeled after the thing in the in the game. I have mine somewhere. Okay. I was wondering if you did. I wonder if you did that as well. I don't. I didn't get that. I, I miss those days of where, like, you know, my Nintendo, you some random games that just have something out there and they give you a prize. Yeah. Yeah. They. I, I know well, Kirby gave Kirby gave us like a pack of like pat, patches once, I believe. Well, you still you can still get stuff with the with the way that the uh, Nintendo Club works now, like with all that stuff with the Switch points and all that stuff. You could still trade that in and redeem that for things, but they don't just give you things like that anymore for buying a game or something like that, or re, you know, registering it to your account. I believe they don't. Yeah. Uh, I believe they don't actually give you just stuff anymore. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We got two tracks left, though. That's what I do know. We got two tracks left from Phantom Hourglass. This one is called Ghost Ship Theme. was the ghost ship theme from the Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. I always like a good ghost ship, man. I always like a good ghost ship area. I always like this kind of stuff in video games. If you remember um, Final Fantasy V. No. Which one was it? Was it five? We've played so many back to back where you end up in the the graveyard of 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 the wrecked ships. It was five, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you remember that. I love that area in that game. 
So I always like when there's a ghost ship or we go, you know, you look at Final Fantasy VI with the ghost train. I like that kind of stuff. And whenever Zelda games do that kind of stuff, like whenever you go to a graveyard or you go to a, you know, like this with, with the ghost ship, I love it. I always like the music. I obviously, I obviously like the haunted, you know, the haunted, uh, haunted levels in Mario games too with Boo. I, I just, I like this stuff, man. I like the way it sounds. I like the atmosphere and the vibe that they give off. I just enjoy these types of music. I always enjoy these pieces. I like the fact that we actually fought a possessed lineback on the ghost ship, though. You did. You absolutely did. Possessed lineback. All, all roads lead back to lineback. All roads lead to lineback. That's just the way the game works. That's the way the Phantom Hourglass was designed. All roads lead to the kingdom of lineback. But... In Japan, this game is not called the Phantom Hourglass, did you know that? I didn't. It is... I'm going to butcher this. Zurudu no Densitu Mujin no Sumadokai, which translates to, if I pronounce it right, The Legend of Zelda, Hourglass of Fantasies. Hourglass of Fantasies, huh? I mean, it's a cool title, too. Yeah. I can see why Nintendo of America went Phantom Hourglass over Hourglass of Fantasies. With the Phantom Sword and the Phantoms and all that. Yeah, so. well, not, not only that, but I mean, you know, just our the way our dialect works and the way our, our spoken word is here over, you know, in, in the English language. We don't say like, you know, Hourglass of Phantoms. We always would say Phantom Hourglass or something like that. So, you know, Hourglass of... Fa- I could see maybe if it's called The Legend of Zelda Fantasy Hourglass, like, you know, that they could have just directly transited it like that, but they obviously went with the Phantom word instead because of all the, you know, Phantom references that already do exist in The Legend of Zelda for, for the uh, for the English transcription or translation. So, that's cool, though. That's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. See, you come here for the music, but you also learn a thing or two along the way. Sometimes. Sometimes life's I do. a journey. Not a, life's a journey, not a destination. And how high can you fly with broken wings? Yeah. Well, you didn't like Aerosmith. I actually kind of do like Aerosmith. But that's, <laughs> uh... <laughs> we got one track left from Phantom Hourglass. So earlier we talked about the King of the Oceans, which is who? Bellum. And our last track is titled Bellum.
And that was Bellum from The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. It's another great theme there. Another great character theme. I like that one. Now, this, 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 this game had a printing to it kind of left you wondering, was it all a dream? Was this like a fantasy? Sure. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it, it kind of ties right into, obviously, with its not direct sequel, but sequel enough in, in the spirit tracks. So, like I said, this whole new Hyrule timeline we were talking about earlier, it's really, really interesting. It's really cool. And I hope we do get to go back and visit it sometime in the future. Yeah, but um, it's been pretty much confirmed that this did actually happen. Okay. Because at the, at the end of the game, Link has the empty hourglass and he, he actually sees Lineback's ship on the horizon. Right. And he's you know, with the crew leaving. So, he, 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 you know, it's applied that, yes, this all actually did happen. You know, they're not just ghosts or phantoms. And... Pose. Pose, yes. Yeah, they're not just although, pose. Be, although, although, you know, that would be cool if, like, there were pose of, like, Link and stuff that would, like, tie this game together into a unified timeline and Breath of the Wild 2. That would be kind of neat, wouldn't it? That's going to do it for our look at The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. So did you want to say anything else on this game before we transition to our last one on today's episode? I think we said all there is to say about this game. Uh, one of the best controlled games ever. Yeah, clearly. I mean, we, we made it a point that this game has the best controls and they should just make every game control the same way here on out. Can you imagine Breath of the Wild if you had to control it by using the touchscreen? on the Switch. It was such a good game that I probably wouldn't complain. I would have complained, and I would have not thought it was nearly as good if that were the case. <laughs> Control schemes have a lot to do with my enjoyment of the games. Because if, I, if I'm frustrated when I'm playing the game, I'm going to remember that game as a frustration, and that's a bad thing. True, true. So, but we'll go ahead and move on to our last game on today's episode, and that is, of course, The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. So before we start discussing this game at all, we'll take a listen to the first track, appropriately titled Opening. from The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. So a bit of information about the game. This was developed and published by both Nintendo once again. The composer on this one, there's three of them. There's Toru Minigishi, Manaka Tamanaga, and that's Asuka Ota. Asuka Ota is someone that we've talked about before. I forget what game it was that we talked about that Asuka Ota composed in the past. I, I can't remember which one it was that she did. It might have been, oh, you know what it was? It was the, um, I think it was one of the Mario games. 
because she did she did music for New Super Mario Brothers. She oh okay. she also did music for Four Swords Adventure, so we may have been talking about her during that episode as well. I just remember her name, but um, you know those were the three composers. It was originally released on December seventh, two thousand and nine, here in North America, and this was another DS game. So this was before the three DS. Interestingly enough, North America got this game first, December seventh, two thousand nine. Uh, it would release one day later. Yeah, it would release one day later on December 10th, 2009 in Australia, one day after that on December 11th, 2009 in Europe, and then Japan would not see it until December 23rd, 2009. So we actually got it about two weeks before Japan did, which is kind of weird when you think about it. Kind of weird. But this this game here actually, like I said, I, I definitely like this one a lot more than Phantom Hourglass. While, really? while, yeah, absolutely. While you could still use the stylus to do some things with, with the game, the control system absolutely was more traditional, and it, it made it better, in my opinion. It made it better, in my opinion. And that's all I, that's all I cared about. The story, the story's not as strong. The story's not as strong in Spirit Tracks as it was in Phantom Hourglass, but Phantom Hourglass's control scheme definitely killed it for me, whereas this one here actually allowed you to still do some type of control with traditional stuff, like a traditional stick and buttons. You still had to use the stylus for some things. You still had to use the touchscreen, but you actually did were able to do things with the, you know, with the with the analog stick and or whatever the DS called the analog stick, but the analog stick and the uh, the face buttons. So. But this game in particular, this game right here, has a great soundtrack, and it may have the best soundtrack out of the three games that we're listening to today. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited to explore. I'm excited to explore these these tracks that we're going to be listening to. So let's go ahead and move into the next one. Let's go and listen to track number two from Spirit Tracks. This one is called Aboda Village. <laughs> Thank you. 
was about a village from The Legend of Zelda, Spirit Tracks. Another nice little jaunty tune for you there. I know you like those. I do. I love putting a dobo on my food. That's oh, oh, oh. This is a boda. Oh, okay. Not a dobo. <laughs> These are similar. One is delicious. <laughs> one's, one's a nice little tune. Exactly, exactly. Um, but like I said, Spirit Tracks is pretty much a direct sequel to both The Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass. So it takes place 100 years after the events of, I think, after the events of Phantom Hourglass is how the storyline goes. So 100 years after, obviously, you know, Link and Zelda are basically making a new Hyrule on this on this new continent that they sail off to in the at the end of Phantom Hourglass. So it, it's pretty cool. I, I really like the way this is, and obviously the mode of transportation in New Hyrule is a train. So you get spirit tracks. Yeah. Although uh, this game is pretty much very much uh, a railroad you into doing things you wouldn't want to do. Like what? Playing it. You don't want to play it? game sucks it's the game worst is, game no it's not and just just for our listeners obviously we do have a video ranking the legend of zelda games on our youtube channel if you go to youtube and search uh, level down games one of our one of our top 10 videos is our rankings of the legend of zelda games and if you scroll through the comments it's a very hot debate on how we chose to rank these games so we're gonna redo it soon we're gonna redo that video soon but what is the worst rated game on the list i just just the top of my head just is it this one? It's this one. But you know why? You pushed for it to be. Because I don't like it. Yeah, you pushed for it to be. You also pushed to have Skyward Sword as high on the list as it was. And so many people think our list is invalid because that's so high on the list. I think everyone who doesn't appreciate Skyward Sword for what it is, is wrong. Skyward Sword's a bad game. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Skyward Sword deserved to be on Good Game, Bad Game on the Maximal Podcast. <laughs> Skyward Sword is a bad game. But we are going to redo our Legend of Zelda rankings for the for the YouTube channel because you know we're also planning on doing it for the for the Final Fantasy games once you once you finished all the mainline 15 Final Fantasy games. But um or should I say 13 because 11 and 14 don't count. But um I, I do think that, you know, we, we've already talked about this and we're going to re-rank our Legend of Zelda games and we're going to do it in the same fashion that we did for the Game Awards. And that was all by a point system. So both Frank and myself will rank the entirety of the Legend of Zelda franchise and, you know, assign a point. So one will be worth the most points and you know, whatever the last game is, is worth the least un- worth uh, worth just one point all the way up to however many there are. So if there's, you know, 16 games, number one is worth 16 points. So so we do that. And that basically gives us a clear indicator on how these games stand. And then we combine both of our lists. We tabulate it and see which one actually is number one. I think we should do that. We, we, we should do that. I think we uh, should. Because. I think that, we should do that, that soon. Be, that, 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 that would be the most fair way to do it. Yeah, I think, I think we should do that soon because it's been a while since we've done a top 10 video. You know, the top 10 series, it's not on hiatus. It's just we're only doing them now whenever we have a really good idea for a top 10 video. We're not just putting them out weekly just to have videos. Like, I don't want to flood the market with top 10s for, for top 10s that don't make sense. So we're only putting out top 10 videos when a top 10 video makes sense. So we'll put out something soon. We'll, we'll definitely redo our Zelda video and uh, it'll be way better than the original. But the original will still be there. But I'm going to do like a, you know, a, a new rendition or, a, you know, what? I'll, I'll come up with a funny little title, which, you know what I mean? And, and I'll link it to on the old video. Hey, we redid this list. Go check out our new one. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be funny like that. So 
we'll see how we'll see how it goes but let's go ahead and move into our next song from the legend of Zelda spirit tracks this one is called the final exam Was the final exam from the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. So, did you know that the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks is full of puns when it comes to train-related things? Did you know this? Mm-hmm. So, there are there is an enemy, or there's some there's you know that one of the, the one of the things in the game is locomotive, but it's spelled L O K O. M O T I V E, so locomotive, obviously, like a lo- like a like a train. There's something called engine, A N J E A N, ah. which would be an engine. There's something called gauge, which obviously translates strictly to gauge, but it's G A G E, not G A U G E, like a gauge on a train. There's something called steam, S T E E M, so instead of steam, as an S T E A M. And there are there are many others as well. Those are just the ones that are uh, most prevalent. Um, there is the burn carbon, like your 
burning carbon. Burning coal. Yeah, burning coal. Um, rail gauge instead of just gauge. So R-A-E-L-G-A-G-E. So they basically just took a lot of words that were synonymous with trains or the, you know, locomotive industry and either misspelled them or made them into puns and stuck them into spirit tracks. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. It does. Uh, I mean, even the name of the the, the major boss of this game, the major bad guy, Maladus, mm -hmm. is, it's because it's like a malady, a bad thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this game is just full of puns. This game is full of puns, full of just weird, you know, misspellings or just, you know, puns in general. Yep. They just keep on chugging along with them. They keep on chugging, dude. They keep on chugging. But uh, remember earlier how I said that Phantom Hourglass was the only one that didn't feature a a playable instrument and that in Spirit Tracks, you would be able to play the, the, the Spirit Flute. Our next track fittingly is titled The Spirit Flute. the spirit flute from the legend of zelda spirit tracks i like that tune man very very melodic very simple i like that one i like that one a lot yeah i wish i could play the flute yeah yeah i was i did you play any instruments in high school when like in band i i played the uh, baritone horn which is the uh smaller version of the tuba okay i was uh i was a trombone player throughout all of elementary school and middle school. I quit my first year of high school band because I did not like my music teacher. I felt like, I mean, she just kind of pissed me off and that I, I quit band because of that. Like I felt she was just rude to me and I quit. I quit in 10th. Yeah. Uh, I, I quit. I quit in ninth grade, but, um, I, uh, I, I enjoyed my time in band. I, I liked playing the, the trombone, but I mean, you know, the, the flute was always cool too. I would never have played it just because public, you know, obviously image at the time was a big thing and it was all girls that played flute, so I didn't want to play flute. <laughs> flute your flute, Brian. Flute your flute. <laughs> but speaking of girls, this is the, notably the first canonical time that you were actually allowed to play a Zelda in the game. Okay. I, I stress canonical because there are some evil games that exist out there that Exists outside of canon, whose music will never do. I think we have to count those games as canon. And the music is amazing in those games. We we listened to some of them on a, on we, a past we did, episode. We did, we did, we did. I think we, I think, I wish Nintendo would just count them canon. And then re-release them for the Switch. 
You and your Switch releases, Brian, go die in the fire. No, that would be. I would play for those games. And then, and, and, and then come back. And then, and then come back as a phantom who rides on a spirit track. I would. Uh, I would play those games if they released them on the Switch. That'd be. That'd be awesome, dude. That'd be awesome. I, I wouldn't. I would. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to encourage such things. I do. If Nintendo, if you're listening, Reggie, you know we we've got your boy from uh, from Brentwood High School on on the podcast. Um, if you're listening, we release those games. Contact CDI. Contact Phillips. I think it's Phillips that ha- owned those. See if they'll uh, give you guys the license to put those on the uh, on the Nintendo Switch. That'd be great. I'd play them. No, don't do it, Reggie. Don't do it. That would represent. That would represent. All right, man. We got three tracks left on today's episode, and fittingly enough, they're all from Spirit Tracks because we're looking at the Spirit Tracks game right now. So this next one is titled Overworld Adventure. <laughs> Overworld Adventure from The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. So, you think this game is so bad. This is your least favorite The Legend of Zelda game. Yes. But I want to... So I went to the official Zelda Wikipedia website, and I want to read their paragraph on the reception of this game, because I think you're sorely mistaken about this game. I think you, something happened when you were playing this game that just makes you hate it so much. Something There's something in your deep in your psyche that makes you hate this game. And I like to figure out what that is. Well, Brian, Brian, 2009 was not a good year for me. I like to figure out what that was. So, so let me read the reception. This I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall her name. But if it's some problems, then we don't want to repeat. Okay. See, there we go. There we go. 
But uh, the reception for Spirit Tracks, it was received generally positively, holding an average of 86 and 87% from both game rankings and Metacritic, respectively. It was noted that Spirit Tracks has improved on all aspects of Phantom Hourglass, although some reviews, such as the one by official Nintendo Magazine, gave the game a lower overall score than its predecessor. Most negative criticism of the game was directed at the repetitive train travel. Spirit Tracks, Spirit Tracks received the Best Handheld Game Award at Gamescom 2009, and the game was also selected by IGN as their Best of Gamescom 2009 winner for the Nintendo DS. So, this game, like I said, most people actually did feel like this was better than Spirit Tracks. Or I'm sorry, than Phantom Hourglass. This is Spirit Tracks we're talking about. But I will say, the European box art for Spirit Tracks is the best of the three out of the North American and Japanese box art. I'm looking at the, the three box art side by side. I love, absolutely love the European box art. The Japanese box art is very similar. It just has, obviously, the, the Legend of Zelda um, logo in Japanese, but it, it, the colors are a bit more vibrant. I like the more dull look of the one for the European the European box art. I see other people. I, I look at other lists, and they, they all agree with me, so I'm right. Okay. Worst game ever. Okay. Okay, okay. So what happened in 2009, dude? I don't know, but I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I was hurt. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so trusting in love, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, the last two tracks we're going to take a listen to today from The Legend is Out of Spirit tracks are both dealing with the final battle. So let's take a listen to the final battle protecting Zelda theme. And that was Final Battle Protecting Zelda. I like that one. And you actually even remembered it right as it started. You're like, oh, I know this one. Yeah, because it has like that, that down tune drop thing that, that does with it. Like it's... Yeah. yeah. It, it's, 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 it's the instrument is like 
broken. I, I, I really like that. It. It's, it's, you don't hear that very often. No, it's definitely cool. It's definitely really, really cool. Um, did you have any other liner notes or anything to, to give out for spirit tracks before we, uh, before we close the episode? Because we're getting to the close to the end, man. We're getting close to the end. We got one track left. We got one track left. Uh, I know I say a lot of bad things about spirit tracks. Okay. And that's because... So this is not a liner note. Or is it? Oh. And that's because it's a bad game. And I don't like it. <laughs> and I, have nothing, I have nothing nice to say about it. Okay. Okay. Well, I think, I think like I said, I think, I think you're wrong. I, I definitely think I you're wrong. I would love to hear what the fans think. Do you like this game? Um, let us know. And, and please let me know why. Because I, 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 I don't find anything redeeming about this game. And... Maybe you could turn me around on it. Sure, sure. So yeah, like 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 Frank's saying there, we definitely want to, uh, we definitely would like to hear your thoughts on the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, as well as Phantom Hourglass, as well as Minish Cap. So if you if you want to interact with us and, and and you know let us know which of these three is your favorite, or or if you liked Spirit Tracks, or if you didn't like Spirit Tracks, you can always go to our website leveldowngames.com. That's where these podcasts are hosted, and on there you can actually leave comments on these shows, so you can definitely do that if you want to interact with us on the website. Leave the comments, let us know what you think of these games. I think that'd be cool. But um, yeah, like I said, Spirit Tracks definitely not definitely not the worst game in the series, in my opinion. But it's near the bottom. I will admit that. I will admit that it's near the bottom, but it's not the worst. It practically derailed the series for a while. I don't think it did at all. You know what derailed? You know what derailed the series? Skyward Sword. Take it back. No, I wouldn't take it back. You take back your stupid one-to-one motion. Just wait till we do our Skyward Sword episode. I'm gonna tear that game apart. There you go. Game's terrible. The music in that game is stellar. But the gameplay is terrible. Gameplay, gameplay is terrible, which means I have a bad memory of that game. That's how it goes. It's probably because you just. We're very good at it. No, no. I didn't want to sit there and swing around like a, like a lunatic with my Wii remote. Because that's what yeah. you had to do to play Zelda. We all, we all get a little bad sometimes. I want to I want to sit there and use a controller and actually relax when I play games. Not feel like I'm at the gym lifting weights. Well, it wouldn't hurt us both to hit the gym more often and lifting weights. It's true. Um, the last track we're going to listen to today <laughs> from The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks is Final Battle Maladus. So you actually, you obviously talked about Maladus earlier, how, um, you know, how his name also could be considered a pun and that kind of stuff. So we're going to check out that track. That'll be closing out the episode. But before we get to that, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we get out of here? Uh, I think we said it all, guys. But please interact with us. I love hearing from you guys. Yeah. If you have anything you want to contribute, anything you want us to play, mm-hmm. questions, mm-hmm. it's just, just let us know. BG Mania at LoveItOnGames.com. Yeah. 100%, 100%. I, I am begging Brian to do a mailbag episode. We just need you we guys need, we, to... Well, we, we don't have enough submissions yet. We don't have enough submissions yet. So, um, you know, there there are, there are are there could be a couple that I have potentially on hold whenever they would fit into an episode. But whenever we get some, I mean, I, I, I usually have to slot them into a um, to a radio hour just because we don't have enough submissions for that kind of stuff. So, you know, if we, if we start getting a ton, then we can definitely start doing that. But as of right now, it's not feasible. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of BG Mania. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, BG Mania is uploaded on iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday. Leaving us a rating and a review if you haven't already done so on iTunes definitely helps us tremendously in terms of search results. 
If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, remember to email us at bgmania at leveldowngames.com with those requests, like Frank just mentioned. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Technisport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. To stay up to date on all things Level Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, you can find our main account on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG. Frank is at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG and Frank is at the Frankosaurus. Once again, we can be found on Facebook for general posts and information. And finally, over at Twitch.tv slash games for all of our live streams. Feel free to say hello when you drop on by. And remember, if you follow us on YouTube, I'm sorry, if you sub to us on YouTube, follow us at Twitch.tv slash games and leave us a review on iTunes. We will send you one, two, or maybe even more crappy steam games from our ever-growing library of crappy steam games doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of max level our video game podcast every monday game oracles our video game trailer show every tuesday bg mania a video game music podcast every wednesday and glow a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every thursday plus you'll have access to all of our video reviews top 10 series revisiting the classics unboxings let's plays reaction videos and so much more of course all this is also found on our main home internet and hopefully yours as well leveldowngames.com Next week, we go back to our themed episodes, and we're going to be taking a look at music that exists only in boss battles in video games. So the tracks that you're going to hear next week have to be specifically played during a boss battle in a video game. It doesn't have to be the final boss battle, just any boss battle in the game. Will Portal 2 make the list? Probably. Just wait and see. Just Probably. wait and see. Probably. <laughs> Taking us out of this episode once again, we have a final battle maladus from The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.